The countdown to summer is on. Wenatchee Applesox Baseball returns on June 2nd, and it's time to meet the newest members of the 2023 team with this week's roster release. Here are your hosts, the voice of the Applesox, Joel Norman, and head coach, Mitch Darlington. Hello, everyone, and welcome in. It's another edition of the Wenatchee Applesox podcast, and I'm Joel Norman to talk to you a little bit about this past week's roster editions. We apologize for the late podcast I think everyone can relate. The springtime is definitely a very hectic period where you're trying to enjoy the beauty of the outside while also grappling with the many busy factors in your life, whether that's wrapping up a school year, maybe something in your job transitioning, whatever it may be. I think we're all really uh, going through that here a little bit today. We'll hear a little bit from the head coach of Mitch Darlington of the Apple Sox in just a little bit, but for most part, I'll be taking you home here on this week's roster announcement podcast. We're less than three weeks away from the beginning of the 2023 Wenatchee Applesock season. Really cool to even be thinking about that. The the temperatures, at least where I live at right now, I'm in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, and it's temperatures have been soaring. The rain has been a little bit more regular, which has definitely made things a little bit more humid, but it's hard to argue with temperatures in the mid-70s in uh, this first couple of weeks here of May. But I'm getting ready to make my way back over toward uh, Wenatchee uh, later this week, hoping to get there actually this weekend. So I'm really hoping once I get back into town, if you're currently in Wenatchee, looking forward to maybe running into a lot of people over these coming weeks and getting get as we get set for the start of the baseball season. And, you know, maybe you're a player or a parent of a player, family member of a player, really looking forward to getting to meet a lot of you over the course of the summer. It's It's one of those things where as it's going on, the summer baseball season is going to feel kind of like a long year in a lot of ways. But it's only two and a half months, and it's going to fly by. But the, the bonds these guys form from playing with each other every day, they all begin as strangers but are going to end up really good friends and, and teammates for life once the season ends. And, you know, in a lot of ways, that's something i got to just see happen here. Um, the reason I'm, I live, for those of you who may not know, the reason I am not in Wenatchee year-round, I broadcast junior hockey in the state of Nebraska, as I mentioned, for the USHL. And... The team I'm with, they just wrapped up their season. In fact, at the time that I'm recording this, the season wrapped up last night. And it was one of those things. It was weird saying goodbye to a lot of people because you don't know if you're going to see them again, when you're going to see them again. And you know that the, the bonds you form over the course of the season last, but it's different once that season ends and the final buzzer sounds on the year. So going through that right now, but really looking forward to jumping into a new season, helping to tell all the fun stories of this coming summer's team, and I know this is going to be such a special group that the Apple Sox are going to have. Season number 23 in franchise history coming up. As I mentioned, opening day is on June 2nd on the road against the Bend Elks before the Apple Sox host the Springfield Drifters on June 6th, less than a month away. So if you have not already purchased them, please make sure to purchase your season tickets now. Those are just an extremely affordable value, hard to pass up on them. I've talked about it a little bit before, but you can lock in your seats for all 31 games for as affordable of a rate as less than $5 per game. Really hard to beat that, and you can do that right now. Just head over to applesocks.com. If you just go under the ticket tab, the tickets tab to the right of the logo at the top of the page, and then just go to the third option, purchase ticket packages here, you can purchase your seats right there online. And if you prefer to call or go in person, you can stop by the Apple Sox office at 610 North Mission Street in Wenatchee or just give 
Uh, Allie or Scott, a call. I know they're working really hard to get the start of this season going. Allie Shank, of course, the general manager. Scott Cowan, the assistant general manager, and also the the public address announcer. So if you're at plenty of games this summer, you'll get a chance to hear from him. But I know they're getting really ready to get going with the start of this season. Give them a call or stop by. Their number 509-665-6900. So before we dive in then to the players, I guess I should say from last week, I'm so used to saying this week's roster additions, but the players from last week, before we do that, I wanted to shout out a couple of Apple Sox alums, and both of them played for the team last season we had one player last week who played for Wenatchee a year ago who set South Carolina Upstate's Division I era single season home run record. And that player, Grant Sherrod, he had a three run homer, uh, I guess, with the time that you'll be hearing this last week on Wednesday, uh, his 12th home run of the season to set a new record for the Spartans. So, really exciting. Congratulations to Grant. Boy, he was a guy, I, I thought he would really run into some balls last summer. He did, and he showed so many signs he, would, he was going to continue to develop as a power hitter. So it's really cool to see him you know, reaping the re- rewards of his hard work and the, and the effort that he put in a year ago. So congrats to him. Exciting to see that happen. And, and then another player we need to shout out, of course, is going to be Ezra Sam Perry, who was a defensive stalwart at, behind the plate last summer with the Apple Sox. He was recently just named... Gonzaga Gonzaga Athletics Senior Scholar Athlete of the Year. So really impressive getting it done on and off the field. And that's the thing. I think we, maybe obviously the parents are very aware of the sacrifices these players go through between their classwork and everything else they had to do. But I think as fans, it's so easy to forget sometimes. I mean, these guys are student athletes. They are going to class and they're trying to compete hard on the field. And that is such a difficult thing to to, to get done. So congratulations to Ezra being recognized by the Zags. So let's dive into the roster additions from last week. And if maybe you've noticed, if you've been following on social media this week, we have not had any uh, this coming week. That's going to change, of course, coming up. We're going to have some more to come next week. So stay tuned for that. Looking forward to diving into those guys and the newcomers. And I'll tease this. We do have one returning player to announce who is a late signing this spring. Really excited to have him back for this coming summer. I think a lot of you are going to be pumped to have him back. So you'll just have to stay tuned for that on social media next week. We paused those this week. Turned out to be a pretty busy week for both Mitch and I. As I mentioned, I had postseason hockey going on for me. Mitch is wrapping up a lot of stuff with his school year as well. As, as I've told before, he's the athletic director at Mansfield. So a little bit of a busy stretch for both of us. But we'll get back into announcing some new players next week. And letting you know about who's going to be taking the field for the Apple Sox this summer. So let's dive into the players from this week. We'll begin with Mason Strong, who comes from a place the Apple Sox have not had a lot of guys uh, come to them from. He comes from Oklahoma. He's in his first year with the Sooners. He began his collegiate career a year ago, though, at BYU. Now, you know, his, his work at Oklahoma to this point is pretty minimal. There's not a ton of action that he's been able to get with the Sooners to this point. Sometimes you see that when guys transfer to a different school. It maybe takes a year to really jump into action. Uh, I mentioned him earlier, Grant Sherrod is a guy who that is definitely the case. He was getting some work last year, but he's really come into his own this year since joining um, since joining South Carolina Upstate. So it's been fun to see him kind of move into that role of getting more action. I think we'll see that with a lot of these other guys who are with the Apple Sox this spring because a lot of times guys come to Wenatchee in the summer and the expectation is that 
They've got some stuff to work on so that when they go back to school, maybe they can move into more of a full-time role with their team. And that's kind of been the case for Mason Strong, who joins the Apple Sox, as I mentioned, from Oklahoma. Just seven at-bats this spring, but does have a 281, did have a 281 batting average in 12 games last year. So not really sure with him. This is going to be something I'm looking forward to asking him in person. Has it just been injuries? Has there been a couple of things maybe that have hindered some of your playing time in there? But uh, either way, looking to get some more playing time, and I think he's going to get a lot of great opportunities to do that over the course of this summer once he joins the Apple Sox. This is a guy who's a catcher, and he's right now a sophomore at Oklahoma, and in a lot of ways is going to be one of the more experienced catchers just in terms of college work who's going to be joining the Apple Sox this summer. There's a couple others we've talked about who are either incoming freshmen or in that freshman year, maybe redshirting this year. So it's going to be a big, good competition between a lot of these guys. But Mason, as I mentioned, played for BYU last year. Had a really good week. April uh, had a couple of big games on April 15th and 16th. In fact, it was three games in two days. And because of his work during that stretch last spring, he batted 333 with a home run and threw out two runners to earn West Coast Conference Player of the Week. This is a guy in high school who's from Santa Clara, Utah. He had 421 with 21 extra base hits as a senior at Snow Canyon High School back in 2021. Over his three years of varsity, 413 batting average in 60 games and was the number one ranked catching prospect and number five ranked Utah prospect by Prep Baseball Report. Really impressive numbers from him. And now let's hear a little bit from the head coach of the Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, on the addition of catcher Mason Strong to this summer's team. First player I want to introduce this week is Mason Strong. Mason comes to us from the University of Oklahoma. Uh, he's a catcher, real, really good player. Um, really excited to start a new connection with Oklahoma. And, you know, they're, they're a program that speaks for itself um, you know, they played for the national championship last year. Mason was not a part of that team. He is a, a transfer portal uh, kid from uh, BYU. Really solid player coming out of high school. Very highly recruited, you know, and, and after his freshman year, saw a little bit of time for BYU. You know, it just wasn't the, the best fit for him. So transferred over to Oklahoma, you know, where he's starting to get some more time now. Good. Just to, overall, just a really good player. Good defensively, blocks, receives well. But honestly, really excited about what he's going to bring, uh, bring to Wenatchee uh, at the plate for us. A guy that has a little bit of juice can run one out of the yard. Overall, I, I, I'm excited about, excited about Mason, um, but really excited to start, start a new connection with Oklahoma. So our second player to detail on today's podcast is another guy who began his playing career at one school and then switched over to another. The transfer portal which has certainly become an interesting topic the last couple of years in college basketball and college football. You know, college baseball kind of had a head start, and I always like to touch on that because I think there are people who are still a little surprised when you see guys jump around from college to college. and It's not necessarily a sign that something's off with them. Sometimes it's just a fit that maybe there isn't a spot for them when they were at one school, or in the case of this player, you're simply moving from a junior college to a Division I program. And that's Austin Bunn, a guy who he played at Big Bend Community College, batted 269 with a 409 on base percentage, three home runs, and 16 RBI in 33 games so far this year at Northern Colorado. Ten multi hit games, tied for second on Northern Colorado in home runs, third in walks with 18, and is tied for third in doubles with six. But a guy who tore it up when he was at Big Bend Community College. Obviously a program 
that Coach Darlington is very familiar with from his time as an assistant there a few years ago. But Bond had some huge numbers, and you're going to hear him mention that in just a bit here. A guy from Kuna, Idaho, he batted 389 with 13 home runs and 68 RBI over 61 games in the springs of 2021 and 2022. He earned all NWAC East Region honors in, as an outfielder in 2022 and then was named NWAC Player of the Year in addition to being named an All-American for both seasons. So really, really impressive work from him. And as you'll hear from the head coach of the Apple Sox, this was a guy who the Wenatchee was kind of interested in a lot of ways of trying to grab last year. Second player I want to announce this week is Austin Bunn. Austin is an outfielder from uh, the University of Northern Colorado. We actually have a, a, a connection with me and Austin. Had previously talked to him when he was at Big Bend Community College. He had some ridiculous, ridiculous numbers at Big Bend um, and in the NWAC in general. You know, a first-team all-NWAC guy, you know, all-American, teammates with Brandon Ponce. So uh, I remember those two last year, you know, kind of, kind of hearing Ponce's name, hearing Austin Bunn's name. Um, unfortunately, at the time, you know, our roster was pretty heavy. Just didn't have room for Austin to come in last summer. But, you know, you know, things come full circle. This summer reached out. Uh, we had room for a 10-day contract to start our season. You know, and really, he's one of those players that he, he, he's good enough to be a full summer guy. It's unfortunate, again, that, you know, we're just a little heavy. Um, had signed guys really early this fall. But Austin is a great talent. Really, really good hitter. Ton of power. Uh, a guy that just just tears the cover off the ball. It seems like he can just square up any pitch. Kind of lives middle gap to gap. Good defensively and, and really, really strong at the plate. So excited to have Austin Bunn with us this summer. And I think Apple Sox fans are really going to enjoy watching this kid as we, as we open our season. So that was Austin Bunn, the second player to talk about from last week's additions to the Wenatchee Apple Sox. We move on to our third player, Boy, this is a versatile guy. He's going to be able to really help out, especially early in the season. Kind of some of the themes you see once we enter the month of May when we're announcing roster announcements. It's either a late addition who was a, a contract sign that was acquired later on, maybe someone who was signed in April, maybe March or so. And then a lot of the other ones are the 10-day contracts to begin the season. These are guys who are going to come in, fill some roster spots early, and if they do a good enough job, they're going to be with the Apple Sox for the full summer because of the efforts early on. Now, they might start to begin the season, might move to the bench, and in the middle of the summer, kind of when a lot of those Division One players wrap up with their college seasons. But if these 10-day guys, have the, if they want to stick around, they are going to be key contributors down the stretch over the course of the season. Again, think about last year. Guys like Brandon Ponce, who signed a 10-day. Enough guys dropped out that he ended up getting a full-season contract with the Apple Sox shortly before opening day. Uh, Xander Orohudos, a really, really important middle infielder who just had a great ability to slap the ball to all parts of the field. And he ended up having some huge depth both at second base and DH and was with the team from start to finish. Adam Fossil, another one. Boy, he locked down center field for the majority of the summer and was there before... And, you know, before a lot of the big guys got there, and then after a lot of them left, he was still with the team and was such a great part of that summer's group. So a lot of these guys have this chance to do that. I always, always want to give the 10-day contracts their due because I think it might be easy for a fan to primarily be interested 
and the Division I players from the big-name schools who are coming in. But you've got to remember, these 10-day contracts are the heart and the soul of the team, especially early on. And a lot of them come to Wenatchee with the expectation that they are not going to be leaving until the season comes to an end. So Aiden Van Rensen is another Rensen is another 10-day contract who's going to be joining the team. Currently a redshirt freshman at Everett Community College, and he transferred there after not playing at Oregon in 2022. Boy, is it going to be fun to watch him over the field over the course of the summer. He can play first base, third base, and the outfield in addition to working a little bit on the mound. He's pitched a bit this spring, and you know how it is early on. Any pitching option that a team has – They'll probably give it a try that first week or two because Mitch has said this before. The the pitchers are the hardest ones to predict in the summer. You don't know how many innings these guys are going to be able to give you, so you've got to kind of feel everyone out and see what they're capable of. So Van Rensen might get some work on the mound. And through his first 35 games of the season, was batting 248, had a 309 ERA in his first six appearances on the mound. Now he graduated from Archbishop Middy High School and is a Marysville, Washington native. Graduated in 2021, and boy, he had an impressive sophomore year, though, when he was in high school, batting 465 with just two strikeouts in 53 plate appearances. He has previous summer collegiate baseball experience, did play 23 games for the Everett Merchants over the last couple of summers. That was a program that also, and another incoming Apple Sox catcher, Austin Owen, played there a little bit, so... Kind of nice to see a couple of guys playing nearby summer ball and now just moving up a level with their experience in between their college seasons. Let's hear a little bit from Coach Darlington on the addition of Aiden Van Rensom to the Apple Sox. Next up this week, we're going to talk about Aiden Van Rensom. Aiden is uh, going to be playing on a 10-day contract for us. He is from Everett Community College, uh, originally signed with the University of Oregon, uh, spent the fall with the Ducks, um, and then transferred out back to Everett from the state of Washington. Uh, had had heard this name previously. Really talented outfielder, you know, but he can play corner infield as well. He's seeing some time at first base for Everett, you know, and also getting some time on the bump, which, which makes him a great 10-day contract for us. We could see him, you know, playing a little corner infield, maybe potentially out in the outfield for us. Um, as well as getting some time on the mound. He's kind of been used in a, in a late inning, um, kind of a closer role. Everett's kind of done a closer by committee this year, this spring for them. So we could see him We could see him in that role for us. We could see him, like I said, corner infield, corner outfield, good left-handed bat, and, and just a talented guy that, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, coming from the University of Oregon and, and now at, a junior, at one of the best junior colleges, you know, in the Northwest in Everett, a guy that has his whole career ahead of him, and uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to do for us in Wenatchee. Um, another another left-handed bat. Those are always good to have with with our lineup, with our park, and so I'm really excited to have Aiden with us uh, as he as he begins this summer. That was Coach Darlington chatting about Aiden Van Rensom, the third edition from last week's signings for the Apple Sox. Now we're up to the fourth one. This is going to be Cam Hoyland, a left-handed two-way player, left-handed pitcher and a hitter as well. He is committed to play at Cal Poly next year, currently over at Bellevue College. And, boys, he had some impressive numbers that he's had this spring. He has a, through his first 11 appearances, all of which he started in the spring, he has a 153 ERA, and then at the plate in his first 42 games as a hitter, batting 273. That's this season. 
That's this season. <laughs> I have to say that. Really, really impressive work uh, this this year as a sophomore. Taking a big step up from a year ago. Batting average wasn't where he wanted last season when he hit two twenty two in 43 games. But his ERA, pretty good. two fifteen ERA in 12 games in one start on the mound as a freshman. Now, I did note that it was just one start in the 12 games. Of those first 11 games that he's pitched in the, this spring, all of them are starts. So this is a guy who's going to get some opportunities potentially early on, and he is someone who is a 10-day contract to begin the season for the Apple Sox. It would not surprise me if he gets the ball opening weekend against the Bend Elks and maybe gets a chance to prove himself for a full-season opportunity with the Apple Sox. He's a Kent Washington native. He graduated from Kent Ridge High School in 2021 and hit 365 while recording a 296 ERA over two years of varsity baseball. Hoyland played summer baseball for the Spearfish Sasquatch in the Independence League last summer. And again, really did some good work as a two-way player. 348 ERA in seven games while batting 271 in 18 games. So I think the two-way player phenomenon has been a fun topic in baseball the last few years, ever since Shohei Otani has made his way from Japan to the U.S. and just continued to amaze us each year. The thing is, it's it's been something that has been a big factor in college baseball for as long as I can remember watching college baseball. Granted, I'm I'm 27. I'm not. It's not like I'm talking about that long of a time. But I, I I called a lot of games at West Virginia when I was in college, and it, there were a, a handful of guys. There were two or three guys on your team who you were told this is a pitcher and this is a hitter. In fact, when I was there, Alec Manoa, who may, some of you may know, playing of course with the Toronto Blue Jays right now, he was at West Virginia, and when I was there, he was being used as both a first baseman and a pitcher. So a lot of these times, these guys are kind of testing themselves out a little bit in college, even to see how much they can do. They don't know whether they're going to be able to make it in one or the other, maybe both, and they're still figuring it out, and their coaches over time have obviously agreed that they excel at both options, so it doesn't really make sense for them to give up one of those. So it's kind of neat to see guys in that sense continue to do it as they go into their college careers into the later years. Now, I think Cam Oyland is going to be a fun guy to watch with the Apple Sox in that regard. It's going to be fun to see what he can do from both his work on the mound and at the plate. There's a couple other two-way guys we've talked about with the Apple Sox, and I, I can't wait for fans to enjoy that. I know each summer they see these guys and they like it. Uh, I mean, it, really cool to to see what those guys can do. And I know we touched on him a little bit earlier. I forgot to even shout him out now that we're mentioning two-way players, but Garrett Gores, for crying out loud, he threw a no-hitter last week, and the guy who's also got the second-best batting average in the NWAC this spring. He's over, of course, at Spokane Falls, played for the Apple Sox last year, joining them again this year. I mean, that's something the next time I'm going to talk to Mitch, we've got to ask him, is is Garrett going to get some more opportunities in the field? Because we didn't see that a lot last year, but boy, is he shined this spring. So we'll see with him. We'll see with other guys like Cam Hoyland. We'll see where they really play over the course of the summer more than one area or the other, or if maybe their coaches have a preference on what they're doing. Again, when, when guys are coming to the Apple Sox and they're at a JUCO program, there's a little bit more flexibility with what Coach Darlington and his staff can do. You know, Can I give him some work in this position, even if you're saying that's one they would prefer? When he goes to Division One schools, it's a little more structured because they're already set in stone that, okay, this guy is going to be doing this for us, so we need you to play him at this position over the course of the summer. Cam's going to Cal Poly. 
They may have a plan set in place for him. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. We'll have to ask uh, Coach Darlington about that when we get a chance to closer to the start of the season. And speaking of which, let's hear what he had to say about Cam joining the Apple Sox for the 2023 season. Our fourth signing of uh, this week comes to us from Bellevue Community College, and that's Cam Hoyland. Cam is a big-time talent, man. Another two-way player. He recently just signed with Cal Poly, uh, which tells you really all you need to know, man. He, he's, he's being recruited uh, by a great program, and they're bringing him in as a true two-way guy. He, he plays some outfield, but he's also a left-handed pitcher. Primarily been starting for uh, Bellevue on the mound. You know, I, I could see him kind of in a re- relief role for us, you know, but also, you know, he, you don't want to run him too much on the mound just so you can keep him fresh and, and play an outfield for you. Good left-handed stick, you know, another 10-day contract that really feels like he's good enough to be a full summer guy. So, um, you know, there's a chance we see him a little longer than those first couple weeks if we can uh, convince him to stay a full summer, but a really, really talented kid. And I think he's, he, again, a, a great 10-day signing for us, but definitely a guy worthy of being in the West Coast League for a full summer. So um, it'll be fun to follow Cam and, and see his success with us and, and kind of see how his summer progresses and, uh, and how his career progresses as he, as he heads off to Cal Poly next fall. Attention sports fans, get ready for the biggest event of the summer, the Apple Sox home opener on June 6th. And don't forget, Thursdays are Thirsty Thursdays at the ballpark. Enjoy the game with a cold drink in your hand. With general admission tickets for only $3 and drink discounts, it's the perfect way to spend a summer evening with friends and family. Individual tickets go on sale May 14th, so mark your calendars and get ready to root for the home team. For more information, visit applesox.com. So that brings us to our last player to welcome to the Apple Sox from last week's roster additions, and it's Joseph Rejo from uh, Treasure Valley Community College. Mitch will joke about it here in a little bit, but we got to make sure we get the pronunciation of his name right, so we apologize, Joseph, if we didn't get it right. But Joseph Rejo, at the time, uh, you know, we really had him signed. He had not pitched yet this spring at Treasure Valley due to injury, but is looking to really make his mark with the Apple Sox, a guy who's going to get some work once he's all healed up and ready to go. In his first year at Treasure Valley Community College, limited action, just three appearances, 485 ERA, but 16 strikeouts over 13 innings. Mitch has said this before, we've cautioned you before, don't just always go off of these guys' ERAs. Look at how many innings they've pitched, look at how many games they've appeared in, and then tell me what you think after that. But 16 strikeouts and 13 innings is extremely promising. That from a year ago in 2022. He's a Pflugerville, Texas native who graduated from Hendrickson High School in 2021 and recorded a 205 ERA over three years of varsity ball, including a 166 ERA with 80 strikeouts over 54 and two-thirds innings in 14 games, eight of which he started as a senior in 2021. Let's hear from the head coach of the Apple Sox on Joseph Rayo joining the Apple Sox here for the summer. Last guy I want to announce this week comes to us from Treasure Valley Community College, um, and that's Joseph Rejo. Joseph uh, is originally from Texas, and he kind of fits that mold of those Texas power right-handed arms. He, uh, he's got a low 90s fastball, uh, really good breaking pitch, uh, and, and then kind of mixes that in with his changeup. So good three-pitch mix, really controls the strike zone, knows how to pitch. And man, I'm I'm thrilled to have him for a full summer with us. He he got dinged his freshman year at Treasure Valley after a few starts, 
so really didn't get to show you know the northwest and, sh and show schools what he really can do you know on that injury he kind of lingered over into his sophomore year uh, so he hasn't hasn't had a full season hasn't been able to pitch this spring so he's going to be coming to us looking for looking for innings and and he's going to see a lot of innings for us recently signed with Missouri Baptist a uh, good division two uh, program down south so it, it's going to be fun it's going to be fun to have Joseph with us and you know give him a summer to really showcase what he can do you know I think he's a fringe division one arm It'll, it'll be nice for us to kind of be that showcase for him where he can come out here this summer and, and, and show, you know, not only the West Coast League, but other schools around the country kind of what he can do before he, before he heads off next fall to Missouri. So good kid, good arm, you know, hoping to keep him healthy and, and get him ramped up. And, you know, I could see him having a really significant role for us, could be a closer type for us. So excited about Joseph. And that was the head coach of the Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, chatting about Joseph Rayo joining. Rayo or Raja, well, again, I apologize if I'm getting that wrong, but on him joining the Apple Sox. As we mentioned, no work this spring. Looking forward to see what he can do, though, once he gets in this summer, recovering from injury. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Apple Sox podcast. I know this is a little bit shorter than what we usually do, but wanted to get some content out there for everyone with the season fast approaching. We're going to get back to kind of our normal schedule of these. Um, I've, I've been joking with, with Apple Sox management that I am now back full-time into what Anchi were coming up here because hockey season's over and all my attention now on baseball season. So looking forward to getting more content up about these guys. Looking forward to meeting them. It's it, we're, we're getting to that point. We're just a couple of weeks away from these guys making their way into town that week of Memorial Day and getting started with the season on June 2nd. I hope you're as excited as I am. Uh, if you haven't been to Wenatchee in the summer, I always say it's one of the best places in this country to spend a summer. It gets a little warmer in August and September for sure, but boy, those June and July months are just perfect. And really, I don't know if there's a better place to wrap up a summer day at than a Paul Thomas Senior Stadium watching an Apple Sox game. Beautiful weather, uh, just beautiful views of the valley. And just, you know, getting that great opportunity to have your family and friends with you at the ballpark. And we're really expecting it to be a fun summer. If you weren't part of last season, the Apple Sox had just a fantastic year. Mitch Darlington was the first head coach in Apple Sox history to make the postseason in his first season managing the team. So we're so excited to see what he can do moving this team forward next year. Brings a great culture to the group. And I'm, I'm so excited to have these guys in. There's going to be so many fun stories to tell. So many people who are going to come in. Fans aren't going to know them, but they're going to get to know and love them over the course of this season. So thank you to everyone for tuning in and listening to today's episode. We will chat with you here in the coming weeks. Looking forward to seeing a lot of you here in person really soon at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. As I mentioned before, don't forget to purchase your tickets now for opening day. You can get those now at applesocks.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. If you enjoyed it and don't already, please subscribe to get updates on our newest episodes. Make sure to like the Apple Sox on Facebook and follow at Apple Sox on Twitter or Instagram. Wenatchee Apple Sox baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time.